Hey, everyone. Kara here from The Kara Golden Show. Look, I've started and scaled companies, but when I first started podcasting, figuring out the workflow for this business was a real challenge. There were so many moving parts that I needed to learn from scheduling and recording to editing and promoting each episode. But once I streamlined the process, things got easier. I was able to focus more on bringing in amazing guests and delivering great content, which was such a relief. Thinking about this experience reminded me of the challenges many face managing their business every day. Whether you are the CEO or working supporting one, you need the right tools to streamline processes, especially when it comes to shipping and handling orders. That's where ShipStation comes in. ShipStation makes it easy to manage your shipments from all your sales channels. ShipStation automates tasks, prints shipping labels in bulk, and keeps your customers informed, freeing up your time to focus on growing your business. If you're looking for a way to simplify shipping and make your business more efficient, ShipStation is the solution. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time too. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me and my team to manage orders from anywhere, print shipping labels from just a click. Yes, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable with discounts up to 89% off carrier rates. And who wouldn't want that? Plus, an easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses as well? ShipStation just makes it easier so your business can grow. And yes, even when you're on your summer vacation, ShipStation is it. Work less and ship more with ShipStation, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA, K-A-R-A, to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. You always want to learn, you know, what was the truth for you in the early morning of your life is very different in the late afternoon. And you've got to be open and you've got to be curious and you've got to keep going. You got to pick yourself up, go backwards and slam yourself at the wall like 500 more times until the wall crumbles. 25% of middle school girls already believe they'll never achieve their dream career. career. Hi, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. Hint. And you're listening to Unstoppable, a podcast spotlighting the journeys of inspiring entrepreneurs. I believe that at its core, leadership is about constantly learning from the people around you. And I'm so inspired by the conversations we're having in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to share them with you. This season, some of my guests include Rebecca Minkoff, fashion designer and founder of the Female Founder Collective, Diana Kaff, author of Girls Who Run the World, Andrew Dudham, founder of Hymns, and Eugene Rem, co-founder of Rumble Fitness, and much, much more. Plus, we ask the million-dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. Hi, everyone. 
everybody. It's Kara Golden with Unstoppable, and we're here today with our next guest. So, so excited. Helen Russell from Equator Coffee. How are you? Good, Kara. How are you? Good to see you. Good, good. So Helen is the co-founder and CEO of Equator Coffee, which is a specialty roaster. I mean, I don't even, you're based in Marin, but I, I just like don't even view you as like this tiny little Marin thing. You guys are giant and, and the red bags. And I mean, you know, I like live for going and getting my amazing, amazing coffee from Equator. I just love you guys so much. So I'm happy to see you guys have branched out a lot more. But under just a little bit more about Equator and Helen. So under her leadership for the last 25 years, Equator. I can't believe you guys are like, that's wild. So wild. Yes. Yeah. So Equator's grown from a small roaster and wholesome supplier into a national brand known for its value-driven approach, award-winning coffee, and impactful action around issues of environmental sustainability, female empowerment, and economic empowerment as well. Helen's led Equator to become California's first certified B Corp coffee roaster, and the company has won three Good Food Awards. Just a little bit about Helen, too. So for the last 15 years, and Equator, I should say, Equator has remained on the San Francisco Business Times list of the top 100 women-owned businesses. I'm right there with you. In 2016, Equator became the first LGBT certified business to win the SBA Small Business Award of the Year. Yay, yay, yay. And in California, very exciting. You now have eight Bay Area locations. Is that right? Yeah, we have eight Bay Area locations. Currently six uh, reopened since COVID. So and actually, the SBA was a national. We won Small Business of the Year on a national level. So we actually, That's amazing. four years ago, you know, went to Washington, D.C., and you know, we were one of the finalists. And when we walked up to the stage, Mark Cuban picked up Brooke and carried her around the stage. And you know, it was, it, to be an LGBT certified company and to win that was just such an honor. It was just pretty amazing. That's amazing. Of course, it was Obama administration, so... That made it even more exciting. Yeah, that's amazing, though. That's so that I remember when that happened, and I think I saw you shortly after that, and I was like, that was so, so great. So, take me back a few years. You know, so many things I want to ask you, but first of all, why coffee? Yeah, you know, in 1995, you know, I had met Brooke in probably 1989, and we were in our early 30s. And I think when you're in your early 30s, you're trying to figure out, hey, should I continue to sell voice and data networks? In Boston, which is so boring, you can't taste it, you can't smell it, there's no story. I mean, it was pretty boring stuff, but it gave me the uh, sales acumen that really served me pretty well. So so Brooke and I went up to the Northwest, and uh, we were sort of buying real estate and really saw the whole specialty coffee thing happening. And Brooke had, you know, traveled around the world as a child, an amazing palate. So I said, hey, you love coffee, I love business, let's put together a business plan and open up a coffee roastery. And, you know, that's what you do when you're 31 and 33. Sure, coffee. And so that's what we did. And at that time, Kara, unbelievably, there were only five women in the United States roasting coffee. Wow. In 1995. And there were only 30 coffee roasters on the West Coast. And now we have over 300. So lots has changed since we started roasting in that little garage in Puerto Madero off of Paradise Drive. Uh, to where we are today, still roasting, still made Marin, st- still in San Rafael, 
But now we actually are an omni-channel business with stores and wholesale and digital and CPG. But a lot has changed in the last 16 to 18 weeks that has really refocused the company. And luckily for us, because we've been in business for 25 years, we will come out of this in terms of post-COVID and when there's a vaccine and be a company that's standing. And as you know, unfortunately, there'll be a lot of coffee companies that won't be able to make it. So, you know, we're re-tinkering everything on a daily basis. So lots has changed. It's been a lot of great wins and a lot of things going on that are positive. So we're, we're happy to have six of the stores reopened. So how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long, term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Hey, everyone. Kara here from the Kara Golden Show. Look, I've started and scaled companies, but when I first started podcasting, figuring out the workflow for this business was a real challenge. There were so many moving parts that I needed to learn from scheduling and recording to editing and promoting each episode. But once I streamlined the process, things got easier. I was able to focus more on bringing in amazing guests and delivering great content, which was such a relief. Thinking about this experience reminded me of the challenges many face managing 
their business every day. Whether you are the CEO or working supporting one, you need the right tools to streamline processes, especially when it comes to shipping and handling orders. That's where ShipStation comes in. ShipStation makes it easy to manage your shipments from all your sales channels. ShipStation automates tasks, prints shipping labels in bulk, and keeps your customers informed, freeing up your time to focus on growing your business. If you're looking for a way to simplify shipping and make your business more efficient, ShipStation is the solution. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time too. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me and my team to manage orders from anywhere, print shipping labels from just a click. Yes, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable with discounts up to 89% off carrier rates. And who wouldn't want that? Plus, an easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses as well? ShipStation just makes it easier so your business can grow. And yes, even when you're on your summer vacation, ShipStation is it. Work less and ship more with ShipStation, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA, K-A-R-A, to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. Do you think because... You were a brand going into this. I always look at people who are just trying to build and versus, you know, yours was an established brand. I mean, what would you say to like, if this would have happened when you were first starting? I mean, like, it's a little different, but I think it's also, I don't know, maybe you get a little more comfortable too when you have a brand, but that doesn't mean that you survive either. I mean, you guys are doing awesome, but I'm, I'm seeing so many brands that are out there that have been out for a while that, you know, just didn't do, they took on too much debt or, you know, they were whatever it was. Like, I, I just, I think it's sort of an interesting time. You know, I don't know what, what's better if you're just building and you can slow down the build a little bit versus like being, you know, like your gas is already on the pedal and you can't let it up too much or then it really looks like there's a problem. Well, you know, it's all about cash at this point, right? So, you know, being 25 years old, we have a pretty strong balance sheet. And a lot of small companies don't have the balance sheet that we have to weather this thing, right? And fortunate enough that we just had closed on a strategic relationship. So have some money on the balance sheet. We already had money on the balance sheet and we were able to pivot on that. There's so many small businesses that are in growth mode that don't have that kind of cash available to them. But we still had to do all the things that you need to do when something like this happens when stores are closed. I mean, imagine we've got eight retail stores humming away. We're shipping a thousand pounds to Google every week and LinkedIn and Twitter and Slack. And next thing you know, everybody's working from home. The stores are closed. And now you're looking to digital and people are now ordering coffee at home. So it's even though it's 2020, when we look at our where we are right this moment, it's 2005, mm-hmm. right? 2005 again. 
So companies that are just, I, I'm glad we're in the position that we are in because we have very good financial hygiene. We have really good people around the brand. We have pivoted through 9-11 in the great, you know, in the previous recession. So we know how to do these things. And we have that wisdom now as being in this business for 25 years. But there's so many companies that don't have more than three months or one month or two months of cash on the balance sheet. So we were very, very fortunate that we were able to pivot, to take a step back, to have this, the leadership meetings on a daily basis in terms of how do we do this thing? How do we close? How do we take care of our employees? You know that we're a B Corp. So it's really important for us to be able to take care of all the people that work for us, to really take care of our supply chain. So we have a, a lot of opportunity as a company that is coming out of this thing to really sort of the lessons that we are learning and learn. Because as, as you know, this is one foot in front of the other. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. I look at the news. I look at Twitter. And we don't know. I think we live in a great state of California that we've had a governor that has led in terms of flattening the curve. Mm -hmm. We've been very, very fortunate. So what is my advice? I mean, my advice is that you, you know, surround yourself with people that can support you, that give you good advice. I mean, we all went through the, you know, applying for the PPP, right, which was the payroll protection program. And I was up every night for three weeks thinking, we got to get this. Even though we've got money in the balance sheet, we don't know what the future holds. Yeah. And every now is, is home. So we've got to take care of people. So it's been a lot of confusion. I'm sure for all your listeners out there, I mean, it's ricocheting from, you know, optimism to, oh, my goodness, what's happening here? What's he going to say next? What about the federal leadership? I mean, there's so many things. And our employees are looking to us as, you know, leaders that they trust. So when they show up at the roastery, you know, we are six feet apart. We're taking people's temperatures. We're doing all the right measures. And our customers, I think people who, the companies that will come out of this are, you know, in terms of specialty coffee and retail stores, customers are going, as you do, you come to Equator. If you come because you trust we're doing everything correctly, you trust the brand. Mm -hmm. the most important thing is how can you sort of Make pivots that show your consumer to trust you now even more so as people sort of start to come out again. Well, you also, the way that you're set up, it seems yep. like you have kind of an indoor-outdoor ability in most of your spaces. Is that right? Yeah, and you know what? That was a, that was a real strategy because I am a huge community mm -hmm. builder, right? I love people. And this is what's been so hard for me. You know, when I get out of the store, I'm hugging people. You know, we create spaces where I always call it the spread, where people can be out front or they can be in the back. But people are coming in and they have places that they can be with their families and their friends and have meetings. So not knowing this, when we did that, how important it is to have that outdoor space in the front, which is now allowing our customers to be able to come up to us and have plenty of room to social distance, plenty of places to park. We've got little tigers out on the ground, six feet apart. We were testing a mobile app prior to this happening, luckily at one of our stores. So we were able to pivot very quickly into getting all of our uh, products onto this app for cashless. But if you had said to me in February, Kara, uh, oh, you're selling toilet paper, sanitizer, milk, 
eggs, yeast, flour. These are all the things that we have done to add provisions so our customers that may not want to go to a grocery store can pick up flour, can pick up eggs, can pick up a case of gloves, anything to add to the average transaction to make that a viable space so we can pay our people to be there. And every time I go into the store and I walk in, everybody that works for us thanks us for bringing them back on in a safe way and giving them an opportunity to work. Yeah. You know, I copy companies that haven't opened yet. Yeah. No, I think it's you know interesting. And I think it's it's really what you're speaking to too is that they're expecting you to lead in the right way, right? You know, I had a I stopped by your store in Sausalito and had a really nice conversation with the person that was working there that day. And you guys actually had one of my other favorite restaurants, Rustic Bakery. You were you had some bread from there and and she was the person working for you guys gave me a loaf of bread and was so nice about it. It was awesome. But I feel like, yeah, you can just tell like there, there's an appreciation there for, you know, you've put some thinking behind not only safety, but also, you know, working with other, you know, merchants who are local and really trying to support them too, which I think is, is such a huge piece of that too. And it's not just a, you know, piece for customers, but it's also your employees think about that stuff too. And, you know, they see it, right? So I think it, it really speaks to your leadership overall. Absolutely. I mean, in our mission, you know, the way we think about it is our stores, I mean, we champion human connection and kindness through the portal of coffee. So that portal was the doorway, right? Coming over the threshold or traveling to Panama and going through the farmer's gate. And now that mission hasn't changed, but it's more of the approach when you're coming in. You're coming into our portal of kindness and connection and trust now that we are doing things properly. And you know that we have a lot of cyclists, right, that come and visit with us. And, it's, and I'm a cyclist myself, so the whole thing about cycling is about community. So when you see one person out cycling now and two, one of the things is they're coming to our stores and it's very hard to remind them to stay six feet apart yeah. because people, we want to be together as, as a humans. We, we, that's where we want to be. And I was with a gentleman the other day who you referred me to, Eric Toda, and we met at Proof Lab and I walked through Proof Lab and I walked out to the back and the guys were working on some surfboards and I said hello to them and I walked over to the nursery. And the guys were putting a bunch of plants that were coming in for pickup. And Eric said to me, you know everybody here. I said, yeah, this is my community. And then I said, how do I take this community that I have built by hugging people and talking to people, and now we have to put it online. How do I do that? How do I take all the goodwill and putting stickers on children's, you know, helmets and and giving you a loaf of bread and saying hello to somebody. How do I do that online now? And, and he, he actually, he told me about me. He says, Kara's done a great job with that. And you have, you know, because now we have to move that physical community to an online community, right? And that is part of the challenge of every business, including a coffee business, that is a place where people gather traditionally, restaurants. How do we take that community and move it online as we're all sitting here getting food from DoorDash and, and other places. 
right? So that'll be a challenge, not only for Equator, but also for a lot of retailers. It's not, it's not going to be easy because we have the resources to figure mm-hmm. it out. And a lot of companies don't have those resources. So it'll be a challenge for us, but we'll, we'll do it. But it, it won't be the same. But I'm really looking forward to this uh, vaccine. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think we need to get there. But I think in the meantime, so, I mean, you, you talked a little bit about, about the community. And I think I have told so many people, including Eric, about something that I really admire about your brand. I love the coffee. Like I always talk about, in order to have a brand, you actually have to have a great product. Like. You can't hide. You can splash it out there for a while and get, you know, a little bit of trial. But I think that, you know, for me, a brand that has been around for a while also speaks to the product and sort of, you can't market your way out of of that. But I also feel like you guys have done such an amazing job with community. And I think like the, the biggest sort of thoughts and advice that I can give you about this channel, it's just like, there's, you know, limitations in every single channel as you, I mean, you have similar channels. You have the retail, you have your own storefront, which is retail too, but kind of different than you selling to a Molly Stones or Kroger or whatever. And then you've got the, you know, direct to consumer online, and then you've got the food service, like, which right. is the Googles and, you know, selling into those micro kitchens, very similar, you know, to us. It's really tough to have community and anything but the high touch experience that you're giving in your own stores. And, you know, but on the other hand, it's like, you don't have to carry the coffee home, right? If you're ordering it online or if you're living somewhere outside of here. So that's another reason why I, I believe like retail won't go away, right? Like people are still right. going to be coming in because you're going to want that experience. I mean, it's, a, it's the same reason when, you know, I go up to Portland and, you know, I go to the Nike store up in Portland and, you know, yeah. it's like, I want to be able to experience, you know, that can I buy Nikes from, you know, Amazon or, you know, from the Nike website? Sure. But for some reason, I want that feeling. I think I'm going to get something different. But I think in addition to that, you have created a community that is rooting for you, which is like, and is incredibly loyal. And that's something that I think not a lot of retailers have. I mean, people turn away from that, you know, in the building or they don't, they don't, you know, want to have like all of the biking stuff that you have. Like somebody actually reached out to me the other day and a customer of ours and a friend of mine said, do you have any biking things? Like, do you have shorts? Do you have that kind of stuff? And I just, you know, again, not that I don't think that that is like the right thing to do, but I just said like, we sell some stuff in our store, but it's not really who, like, we haven't created that as part of our culture. Like you guys have, you know, when you go to those, you have, and, and that's great. And you put stakes in the ground around that. And that's, that's incredible. It's, you know, I think that it'll be interesting as you launch further online. I don't think that's going to, you know, you'll, you can have pictures of people on bikes, et cetera. But I think that will be the specialness of people coming and visiting you when they come to, you know, a store that you have. 
One of the things that you will find interesting, I, I think that what we've done and this idea came to me because I think we're all looking for white space, right? I'm reading everything. So I, I'm on my bike, I'm going over the Golden Gate Bridge and it's the first time I go over the Golden Gate Bridge and there's not a lot of tourists coming towards you, right? They haven't been on bikes in 10 years, take photos. So I get to the other side and I'm thinking, who are our customers? How can we borrow from some of the brands that were currently are in our fold. And I immediately thought of Chef Dominic Crenn, San Francisco, three Michelin star chef, amazing. Chef Tyler Florence, launching a new brand called Wolf It Down. And of course, Chef Thomas Keller, the French Laundry that we've been with for 20 years. So I get back home over the bridge and I call Dominic Crenn and I said, hey, how about we have your Atelier Crenn blend why don't we put it online? Why don't I ship it to you? You have over 400,000 Instagram followers. You take a photo of yourself with your coffee, and then we will donate a dollar for every bag sold of the 12 ounce bag and $2 for every two pound bag sold. And she said, I'm in. So worked with her team, sent her the coffee, and you can get it online. Had product pages set up with her. We sold 800 bags in two weeks Wow! and sent her a check for $1,600 for the credit fund. That's amazing. Hospitality. And did the same thing with Tyler Florence, his Wolf It Down blend. He had, came, he had come to the roastery right before all this happened. We put together his blend. He was super excited about it. He's on Instagram every day with new recipes and things. And he's a big espresso lover. He put it online. And we just sent him a check. So look at who your current customers are. See them as their own, they have their own communities, right? And how do you get into that community? Absolutely. And Chef Keller will be next week. We will launch his TK Espresso, his Bouchon blend, and I think the Ad Hoc blend. And that'll go to his fund. So people want to do something. People have... You know, communities, Tyler, Chef Kren, and our cycling community. How do we tap into those folks to sort of give us that headwind that we can draft behind them as they take our product with them? And that has been really working well on the digital side. So well, we're looking into bagging equipment now because we're selling so many bags of coffee, which we would just sell normally to grocery mm -hmm. stores folks online, but now we're selling, you know, that's, 800 bags. That's what I buy. Yeah. Yes. And now that more people are home around my house too, it seems like having, you know, four teenagers and a little older than teenagers, they're around here and they want their, you know, espresso. So I think it's definitely your time. I'm selling more, you know, I'm drinking more coffee at home than I've ever, I mean, normally I gotta get out of the house and I'll drink coffee at the stores, but I'm drinking a ton of coffee. I just had a call with the folks in Australia that own Breville. So we're going to start selling Breville espresso machines on our site because we have to take advantage of this home market now. So all day long, I'm sitting here thinking about ways to grow the business now on the digital side because we only have six stores open and the wholesale has pretty much gone down to zero because nobody's, you know, Jack Dorsey says you can work from home forever. So now the copy I was sending to Twitter, now I have to send it to that individual at home. So contacted all those folks and we've been doing Instagram videos of showing them how to make coffee at home. So 
this is a time to really to be creative. Did you actually reach out to the like some of those people that work at these companies then? Oh, 100%. No, Okta. Okta, we reached out to. Uh, we reached out to Twitch through Guggenheimer. We did a code off for the thousand folks uh, at Twitch that are now working at home through Guggenheimer. And then we set up a Zoom Instagram live TV for the forest to show them how to steam milk, how to pull a shot and do all that. Yeah, just to keep them engaged at home. Yeah. So how did that work? Like that offer? Was it pretty? That, wor- that worked well. I think that those folks get so many offers, right? It's like from Verizon and from Apple and from all these folks. So we have to keep really reminding them that they can order our coffee at a discount. And then, you, you know, we have videos set up for you. I know Devorah just did another one this morning, I think, with Okta. So we're trying to sort of look at the return on her time with those folks. But when we get the Breville on, on there, we're going to be doing something with Tyler Florence, for sure, with the Wolf It Down Blend and his PR team. So these are things I never would have thought of before, but I'm learning how to sort of bring that community onto the digital and looking at all the folks that really do that well. And, you know, when I started Equator, all I ever thought about was, There's three ways to grow a business. You're always adding new customers, selling them more things. So now I'm selling them eggs and milk and selling them more things more often. Thankfully, you and I are in a business that coffee and water, we need it every day. You know, I'm so glad that we're in the business that we're in and we're not selling, I don't know, tables and chairs. Yeah. Right. It's sort of, you've got to look at your brand. You've got to look at your product and you have to now reach different audiences in a different way. And look at the folks that are doing it. And you're one of them. The folks that I've been listening to on your podcast are thinking out of the box. And the companies that do that will be the ones that will survive this. So West Coast stores, do you have plans to go outside of Northern California? Well, we have been outside of Northern California. We, two and a half years ago, we set up a co-roasting facility out in New York. We're out there part-time, Brooke and I. Uh, Brooke is from Manhattan. I know you go to New York a lot as well. Mm-hmm. They're with Bouchon Bakery for the last 15 years and and per se. So we had a team out there. Unfortunately, we had to lay off the entire team and we no longer are roasting in New York. We had just started roasting in LA. So we shut that down. We Was this before COVID or was this? Since COVID. This yeah. is 16. and closed down New York and stopped roasting in LA and in New York because New York was completely shut down, obviously, right? right? Fortunately, we had to lay off those individuals out of the gate. And then Southern California, we were about to open a store in Culver City. We had two stores going in on two tech company campuses. So we were, were scheduled this year to open three to five stores. So all that was put on hold. So we were really making our move in New York and Southern California. So we will have to wait now to do that. So we've kind of pulled in now and just focusing here in California. And of course, our digital business uh, website, you know, we're selling, sending coffee all over the country. We always have. But in terms of having sort of a presence in those two markets, which is, you know, it's funny as, as founders, you choose areas that you want to be in. Like we love New York. We love going to New York and, you know, we're all from the East Coast and we love LA. Like who doesn't want to get out of LA and poke around and, you know, get out of Santa Monica. Let's open a couple of stores down here. It was a great opportunity. With wholesale, we already sold to Suzanne Going Group. So, so we were already doing that and about to make a big splash. So you would have been learning more about our opening in Culver City, but now everything has been pushed to the first quarter of 2021. So the reforecasting that we've just completed, we have to reforecast again. So it's very, very fluid. 
Yeah. Well, it's great that you could actually adjust though in that way. I mean, you were, you were just about to do it in LA and I mean, it's great that you were able to, you know, hold off for a few months and be able to shift that a bit. Yep. hundred percent. And we'll get back down there. I mean, of course they, you know, the uh, location is an Ivy station. So we had above us, all these HBO was moving from New York. And then we had a, a new residential apartment tower and then we had a hotel. So all that construction was put on hold. So that kind of moved it all out. And we've got a fair amount of grocery down there now, but you know, retail drives wholesale, having those stores for us. And we just went into retail and a lot of people, it's funny. And I don't know if you know this, but here we are, I've been around for 25 years. And a lot of folks think we've been around for only seven or eight years because that's when the stores came. came. Yeah. Well, we did that store at the surf shop in Tam Junction in Mill Valley. And I spent a year and a half down there telling our story. It sort of became the polo lounge of that little corner, right? It's just so many people came in there from Bisto, from Dick Costello, how we get into Twitter. We got into all of LinkedIn because the head of global workforce was on his way to Muir Beach with his family. So having that, to be able to walk into that experience really helped us continue to really grow wholesale, which is where we kind of lived underneath the radar. So I just love the retail stores. They're all different. They're like little snowflakes. And whether you're three or 83, it's like a Katy Perry concert. You feel good in there. Yeah. You know? No, I think it's great. Do you still get behind the counter? I do get behind the counter. Yeah, I do. I do more cleaning though. And that drives my team crazy when I go grab the broom or grab the towel because I'll get the towel and I'll start cleaning. And people say, do you work here? And then that's how the conversation starts. Yeah. Right. During this time, I mean, we've been an essential product. And so I've been in stores and we made a decision. You know, we have a pretty significant field marketing team that goes out and samples and does events. And then, and then also our food service. We have food service team that goes into these corporate customers. And, you know, rather than laying them off, we actually said, listen, we want our sales team to go into less stores, more local, so that they're coming in contact with less people. And so we reallocated those people to go and do, you know, those jobs going into stores. But in addition, in Marin County, I said to Ben, who runs our area in Marin County, I said, give me a few stores to go to. And he said, you're not going to stores. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm doing it because I'm also doing it because I want to make sure that it's safe for my employees, right? To exactly. be going in. And so things like going in earlier in the morning, like before the stores even open at night, like, again, very much like you, I think when you used to do this job and, you know, I start, I was, you know, delivering cases, I still know how to go into a back room at Target and like walk in and grab cases and I can still bottle our product. Like I can still, I mean, we actually, you know, I've talked a lot about this too. Like we don't actually fill our bottles. There are no people in the room when we're filling. Like, and Mm -hmm. people have said to me, like, how do you know that? I'm like, because I was there like through this. I mean, I can still do that. I have people that actually do these jobs now that, I think are better than how I could do them, but it doesn't mean that I can't do them as a you know founder and CEO. I think that is so critical to be able to sort of be scrappy, understand what these jobs are. You know, I can still go into our analytics on Facebook and look at SEO. I knew some of that stuff, you know, early on because I had worked in the tech industry, but you know, if I learned, I think I, I'm always 
wanting to learn and which I think is something I see in you too. And, you know, you send to your staff and to your customers, you could talk to them all day long, but when they see you come in, if I get downtown Mill Valley and there's a line out the door, I walk in there, I put that towel on my shoulder, I go bus tables, I do a bunch of dishes, I start making coffee, you know, I just do the sweep. And it's people just look and they're just amazed. But it's, you know, I got my way through college by bartending. So I know my way around a yeah. cafe back online in 20 minutes, yeah. you know, and um, it's a great way for the team to just see uh, a CEO and a founder roll up their sleeves. It sends a big message and, and coming in and making, checking on them and making sure that they feel safe and they've got their masks on and I've got my masks on and we've got our gloves on and you know, it really matters to them now more than ever when they see us. So I love that you're, I'm not surprised that you're doing it. Not surprised that I'm doing it. I'm sure there's a lot of CEOs and founders that are out doing the exact same thing. I know Paul Collette has been visiting all the stores at Urban Remedy, checking on things. So it's true. It's, you know, I will always be that, that person behind the bar. I mean, that's, that's where I'm comfortable and I'm comfortable cleaning off tables and I call myself the undercover boss, but everybody knows who I am. That's awesome. I love that so much. So I asked two other questions of all of my guests. So number one, what's your favorite hint flavor? Oh, it just happens to be right here is my lemon essence. Oh, I I love the lemon. It's so, so tasty. I love it. It's, it's so soft and and a huge ride on Saturday and I came home and I was in the garage and I, there's a fridge back there and I just, I had like two bottles like out of the gate. So thank oh, that's you. Awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love it. And the last one, what makes you unstoppable? I mean, you've answered a lot of this, but I think it's- I mean, I do not like the word no, just don't like it. Never liked it. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And right before all this happened, you know, we're about to close on a deal and I got a call. They were like, you know, they're, they're not going to do this, but if you want to talk to the CEO and my board was like, oh, well, I can't believe that's happening. I'm like, no, you know, I didn't even like, I'm going to talk to the CEO of this company and I'm going to make it happen. So I get on the phone, talk to him and he said, look, I'll sleep on it, but probably my answer is going to be the same in the morning. He called me back in the morning and said, you know what? I heard what you said and we're going to go ahead with the deal. So I don't take, I do not do no at all. My yes is my, it's my go-to. People ask me when I go into the stores, you know, can I do a pop-up event here? I'm now, you know, I'm going to India and I'm bringing back shoes. I say, yes. You know, I'm interested in welding. Can I do some spoons here for the kids for pumpkins? Yes. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Do not do no. You cannot be a CEO and you cannot be a founder of a company and like that word, no. Look, sometimes you're going to hear the word no, but it, I feel like if I've run down that aisle and I've knocked on that door and I've opened it and I still get a no, that means that it wasn't meant to be. So you'll only hear yes from me because it's yes, yes, yes. Yes, I, I love it very, very much. So how do people, obviously, equatorcoffees.com is the, is the website. How do people find Helen Russell? Oh, yeah, that's that's the thing I'm working on. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, Equator Helen. You can reach me, uh, info at equatorcoffees.com. They'll send it over to me or helen at equatorcoffees.com. Send me a note. I'm very good at following up and, and getting a hold of people and calling people and mentoring people and chatting with people. So, I yeah. Love it. 
Yeah, no, you are. You're so great at that. And I just think you're just the epitome of, of somebody that has really given back and wants to learn and just a great CEO. You always, you always want to learn, you know, what was the truth for you in the early morning of your life is very different in the late afternoon. And you've got to be open and you've got to be curious and you got to keep going. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Helen. Good to thank see you. you. And we'll definitely see you at, at the local Equator Coffee very, very soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. unstoppable. unstoppable.